God Here damn you it. Listen, all right. It's wow. okay. All right. Well, um, hey, everyone. My name is Brennan Patrick. We have Manager Ben. Hey. And we also have Sophie Green. I'm here. I'm using your full name from now on. Don't do oh, the no. voice. <laughs> Don't ask. She was doing our directions in the Uvu voice. <laughs> can you give me, can you tell me how to make the left? Turn left. No, it was like, turn, turn, turn left. It was more like turn left. It was like, seduct- it was like it sexual was- Uvu voice. Se- sexy Uvu. <laughs> Nope. Excuse me. Ooh. The uwu the voice I use when I'm watching a John Wick movie. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> Manager Ben does not like that. Distressed. Very she, upset. I don't like the uwu voice paired with bullets and pencils in the head. Listen, I don't like it. He walked what? into the room and he was all guista. No. He was a what? He was all guista. Oh, you said he was a barista. And I was like, <laughs> is that John Wick's yeah, job? Yeah, John Wick 3 where he just works at Starbucks and it's stressful. <laughs> That sounds about right. Um, so, Sophie, before we start the episode, can you tell everyone what I slipped on today? <laughs> In case I don't use the the audio from the car. <laughs> we were tr- uh, about to leave the restaurant that we ate dinner at, and Brendan almost fucking beefed it on a piece of uh, buffalo cauliflower that was just on the floor. I slipped. Everyone at the bar looked at you. I audibly cackled. <laughs> I was trying to make myself feel less stressed by it. So I was like, let me laugh. And everyone was just like, wow, look at that. <laughs> look at that gay. <laughs> look at that gay being extra. Oh, the waitress also called us ladies at the table. Oh, was, yeah. Called us ladies and then committed to it. I was, I was like, offended that she thought I was a lady. <laughs> she, got, she looked at both of us. And it was coming out of her mouth as she looked at me. And you could see her like she looked like she was like, I'm making a mistake and I can't stop. Which is me most of the time. Right. Um, and it was great. She saw the panic she, like, Well, I had just flipped my hair, too. So, like, mm. that was just the best part. She should have corrected halfway through to lads. Lads. <laughs> hey, lads. I think she, she definitely panicked. She did. It's fine. Uh, I would panic, too, if I, I was know. sitting down. I know the feeling. Um, all right. So, now that we've got that out of the way. Uh, oh, kitty sound. So today we're going to be talking about Rainbow Rowell's latest book, uh, Wayward Son. It is book two in the Simon Snow series. And I'm going to start off by reading the book sleeve so Manager Ben knows what's happening. Wait, do you want to ask the question that you asked me as soon as I walked in here? <laughs> so I read the book sleeve. You like thumped it down on the table and then walked Loudly. away. <laughs> yeah. And then I read the book sleeve. And my question was... They, on every edge of the cover, they only refer to this character as Simon Snow. Do they exclusively call him Simon Snow, or do they sometimes call him Simon or Mr. Snow? Is it like if Veronica Mars? You can only refer to her by her full name. Yeah. Well, certain people's names, you refer to them as the full name. Like, I had a kid that went to school with me, and his name was Jeff Johnson. 
So oh, like yeah. that's a full that's a name. That is a full name. It's alliterative names. So yeah. You do that. So it's just like great. Also Simon Snow, um, I think Baz must have written the book cover because I feel like that's exactly how Baz refers to Simon Snow. Read it in a British accent, I dare you. No. Because <laughs> I'm going to sound like Little Mix going, Jamaica! <laughs> Trying to do a Jamaican accent. Yeah, no. Jamaica! Our favorite. Do it. No! We peaked already. Um, the entire recording is me peaking <laughs> the microphone. I tried to turn it down, so it's not like we can help it. Um, <laughs> We're all lost. Simon Snow is back. Yay. No. No. Yay. <laughs> Manager Ben loves when I talk Very about this. Um, Simon Snow is back, and he's coming to America. <laughs> it Get says that. Out. It says ooh afterwards. <clears throat> the story is supposed to be over. Simon Snow did everything he was supposed to do. He beat the villain. He won the war. He even fell in love. Now comes the good part, right? Now comes the happily ever after. So why hasn't so why can't Simon Snow get off the couch? What he needs, according to his best friends, is a change of scenery. He just needs to see himself in a new light. That's how Simon and Penny and Bat I I didn't this is the one thing when I was reading the book cover, I was like, wait a minute. It's and and then another and, it's not a comma. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh wait. Um, anyway, that's how Simon and Penny and Baz end up in a vintage convertible tearing across the American West. They find trouble, of course. Dragons, vampires, skunk-headed things with sh- shotguns. <laughs> and they get lost. They get so lost, they start to wonder whether they ever knew where they were headed to in the first place. They didn't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> with Wayward Son, Rainbow Rowell has written a book for everyone who has ever wondered what happens to the Chosen One after he saved the day. And a book for everyone who is ever more curious about the second kiss than the first kiss. It's another helping of sour cherry scones and an absolutely decadent amount of butter. Um. <clears throat> what about butter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that about butter? I'm sorry, go back to the butter go part. Butter. Can oh. we go back to the garlic salt? <laughs> Do I get some scones here? Um, I, if it was Simon's birthday, yeah. It's not. Um, so, Sophie, do you want to start with the point, or do we want to start with the point that I made at dinner? Would Britney Spears' work bitch work as a oh. spell in America? Oh, baby. <laughs> I love your cats so much. Shadow just politely asked for pets from Brenda. <laughs> she went up to me and just went... <laughs> Gently touched her head to your hand. And made, like, the softest, like... <laughs> She's a pure, pure being of light. She's Truly. Pure. Um, I don't know. All my notes are in all caps, so like... <laughs> all right. Well, um, I tweeted at Rainbow Rowell because I'm a, a monster. Um, so the way that the this world works is that their magic spells aren't just like, Wingardium Leviosa. Mm-hmm. It's more like, okay, it has to be like a rhyme or a song or a saying that is widely used, and that's what gives it magic. So like people like yeah. us, like normals... If you will, uh-huh. so say we say yeet a lot. Yeah. So that would be like the equivalent I'm thinking of, like you said, Expelliarmus. Oh yeah, yeet is absolutely the one for one for Expelliarmus in this. In this world. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeet. Imagine Harry Potter, but yeet every time he uses Expelliarmus, which is every time he's in battle because he only knows one spell. Yeah, because he's just an him idiot. going yeet. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then Draco flies across, and then they kiss. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And Draco's also a vampire? That was my fanfic. Whoops. Ooh. Uh, huh. 
<laughs> yeah. So um, that was a serious question that I tweeted at Rainbow Rowell, um, which she didn't respond to for good reason. <laughs> so I, I think that there's a part in the book where, like, there's an elect- electric item that isn't working, and they there's no spell for it, and they're British, so they don't know American sayings. So I was like, oh, what? and they used a Missy Elliott song as a spell. Which one? The part where she says flip it and reverse it. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so they <laughs> used that, which is like a, which is a song. Uh-huh. So that made me think, okay, would Britney Spears' work bitch work as a spell on like an electronic item that isn't working anymore? Mm-hmm. You better work, bitch. <laughs> you better work, bitch. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I think that would work. Or would it just feel threatened? Uh, well, I mean, she's saying, like, if you want these things, you have to work for them. So yeah. it's a motivational song. It's also a motivational spell. A Maserati just flies out of the sky. Wow. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have a Bugatti. <laughs> um, but the, the actual real thing I wanted to start off with, um, mm-hmm. one of the things that drew me to carry on um, which was actually like the first book I picked up that I wanted to talk about on the podcast mm-hmm. um, was the artwork in it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a, a, it was also in Fangirl as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the artwork that they pick for like the books is like spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that the chapter dividers in the book are all different like cameos. Yeah. Um, that I, I want all of them tattooed on me. That's <laughs> bad. Covered in. Cavi Um That was like one of my favorite like little things about the book yeah. that I want to like say before we got into any kind of like plot points. I didn't see any of that until after I finished the book because I listened to the audiobook in two days and then a day and a half after that I got my book in the mail. <laughs> you also threatened me. <laughs> Maybe. I got my book. So I ordered the book and it the payment went through. Because the book came out last... Was it last Tuesday? No, it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and the payment went through on Tuesday, and they uh-huh. sent it out, and I didn't get it until a week afterwards. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me go get a, let me go get a book, so now I have three copies of this book. I have two <laughs> now, because I gave one to Katrina. But okay. I wanted to read the book. Also, Sophie kind of threatened me. I was like, oh, can you hold off until maybe the end of the month? And she was like, no, nah, I'm going to talk about it. I was like... No, I'm going to record the podcast myself. <laughs> Bye. And with your phone. With my phone. I mean, that's We're how- recording on my computer. With my microphone. Shit. <laughs> You can just plug in your headphones, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll sound... It'll sound good. It's really good. <laughs> but, uh, High quality. Yeah, beautiful. But um, that was the one thing I wanted to talk about that I really appreciated. And it, it kind of, like, I think makes me love the books more because it put, like... The illustration of Simon and Baz is, like, stunning. They're beautiful. Kevin Wada blessed us with some fucking beautiful-ass art again. And honestly too good we don't deserve it <laughs> we don't deserve we have never deserved kevin wada ever <laughs> also <laughs> all of the fucking alternate covers he's been doing for the new buffy comic is so good and he did one for spike last week and i think the internet just it, did did anyone else notice when the internet blacked out for five seconds because we were all <laughs> screaming at once that's when the picture that he did for buffy came out I'm a bad gay, and I don't know a lot about Buffy. How dare I just, you? It, it wasn't a thing that I watched when it was on, and I started watching it afterwards, but I feel like I missed the train. Well, it's all on Hulu, so you can watch all of it, and it's great. Yeah. 
We love that. We love that for me. Um, <laughs> specifically for you. Me. And your fake uh, Buffy video game. What? Do you, don't you have like a box set? That's oh, like a fake- I have a full, I have a box set of the entire season that me and my brother bought off of eBay when I was like 12. That's from China. Mm-hmm. All of the text on it is Chinese and half the DVDs don't work, but the cover <laughs> art is beautiful. So I hold on to it. We love it. Yeah, they're de- absolutely like homemade. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> absolutely homemade. So, do you have anything that you would like to start off with? Any of your capitalized notes? My first note is Burning Lad. <laughs> yeah, is it because I can't say Ben? I think because is it because she's British, so think, she's saying Burning no, Lad. No, I think it's because Burning Man is technically like a licensed event, so like mm-hmm. they would probably have to get the rights to use it. At, or like depicted at all, and then it would have to probably go through some kind of process and make sure they aren't like doing any like defamation or anything of it, because uh-huh. it's like a whole thing. So there's just an event called Burning Lad that Penny really wants to go to. Is it? It's not Penny. It's oh, Agatha. Agatha. Agatha really wants to go to this thing. She really wants to go to Burning Lad because she lives in America now and she has forgotten the world of magic, or at least and she's, she's trying sad to. Sad because her girlfriend lives in England. <laughs> She's not sad. They hate it. She hates her. Enemies to lovers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Most of my notes start once they leave, but I guess, like, so Simon absolutely 100% starts this book with severe depression. Oh, yeah. So Simon doesn't, okay, if you haven't read Carry On, stop. (laughs) Stop what you're doing. Read Carry On and also read Wayward Son because I don't think there's... There's no real way to talk we're gonna, about I'm going to talk about... There's going to be spoilers. Yeah. We're going to talk about... We're not going to talk about the whole book to the end, but there's no way because some of my favorite bits happen at the end, so we have to talk about everything. Uh-oh. Read the books. Pause. Read the books. <laughs> Get back, back to us. back in two hours. Uh-huh. And hit play. Is that how long it took for you to finish the audiobook? No, the audiobook is like eight hours long, though. That's what I thought. Pretty short. Yeah. You could conceivably finish both of these books in one day. Yeah, unless you're me, and that takes you a full week because you like to sleep. And you've got, like, a job and shit to do. Yeah, I mean, there's that, too. (laughs) Or, yeah, I mean, people be reading real fast. I don't read very quickly. I don't understand how people are like, oh, I read the book in two minutes. I'm like, that's fake news. That's fun for you. Do you remember any of it? No, but I finished it. Cool. (laughs) Great. So, uh, yeah, he 100% starts off with, like, awful depression because he lost all of his magic saving everyone have you did you look at rainbow's notes in the back of the book um yeah did you yeah they're They're so cute cute. okay wait give me the book yeah here you go so there's like in the edition that we both have which is like the barnes and noble exclusive first of all the art is fucking beautiful yeah i want to buy there's another um kind they have the the sun edition yeah. <laughs> the sun and moon editions. I got the moon because darkness. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want I to get both because I love them. <laughs> so, like, the second chapter is in the back of the book again, but with all of, like, Rainbow's handwritten notes on them. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things that happens in, like, the first chapter that's from Simon's perspective is, like, him being sad and, like, trying to process his emotions. And then it, there's it just <clears> says, that's what I'm going to say when I break up with Baz. And then there's just a note from Rainbow that says, I can hear all of you shouting at me. I'm so sorry. 
So the book starts off. Starts off in a dark place. Where you're like, oh, my favorite boy's back at it again, going on an adventure. And then Simon's like, I'm breaking up with Baz. Yeah. It's funny. So Rainbow tweeted that, like, Carry On and <clears throat> Wayward Son um, is literally about, like, dealing with depression mm-hmm. and um, uh, grieving. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't think about that, and obviously it's, like, a huge part of these books, mm-hmm. um, because it, it's not necessarily spelled out like this book is about. It's just like, yeah, if you've read them, you'll notice that it is about these things. With this one, it, like, obviously starts off in a, such a way that it's like, oh, yeah, like, this is definitely going to be a book about, like, this person dealing with the fact that they used to have all of the magic. Yeah. Literally. Literally <laughs> all of the magic in the world. Yep. And then they don't anymore. Yeah. Because they had to kill... Their dad, basically? Kind of, oh. yeah. Um, but yeah. Is there... What else do you have? That's the... That's, um... That's it. That's the That's book. the episode. <laughs> no, um... So, basically what happens is Simon is like, Hey, Baz, can we talk? And then... He's about to break up with them, and then Penny kicks the door and is like, we're going to America, bitches! (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And they're like, "Ah." and she's like, you need to go on vacation because you're sad, and you need to go on vacation because you're sad because he's sad. We're going to America. I miss my girlfriend. That is exactly what Penny said. That's the exact words that she says. How come, when, how come when you say someone's girlfriend, we just have to accept it? When I say it, you're like, no, it's not that. What was that? You're talking about gorillas. What? I kept referring to uh, what's his face, the oh, the bad one. No, that's a, that's an entirely different situation. <laughs> no, 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 no. Murdoch and 2D are not in a relationship, and it's an extremely abusive, horrible. Oh yes, it is. No. Yes, I know that. <laughs> Murdoch and 2D are not dating. They aren't because bad. He, because Murdoch is terrible. Yeah. That's it. That's 2D's a perfect angle and he's happier now that <laughs> perfect angle. Murdoch isn't there. His eyes are white again. He's happy. He's there. He's got Welcome to our Gorillas podcast. <laughs> but uh yeah, um the majority of the book and I I like that it's back and forth. Um mm-hmm. Is Simon going like, oh yeah, like these are the reasons we need to break up? And Baz is just like, I love this person so much and I don't know how to like express it and say mm-hmm. it. And he's just sad that Simon is sad because he cares so much about him <laughs> and he knows that he, he doesn't feel like himself anymore. He was yeah. the chosen one and now he's nothing. Now he just wanders around his apartment in sweatpants and a hoodie with his wings shoved under his hoodie, just like. Watching Dr. Phil all day. Which is just Dr. Phil and Law and Order. Law and Order, yeah. Yep. That's, and, yeah. <laughs> but, um, That's a problem right there, ma'am. Yeah, you're watching Law and Order. You would be de- I would be depressed if I was watching Law and yeah, Order all day. I would be depressed, yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting because I don't think anyone saw that direction coming for these characters. Yeah. When they were when Rainbow was like, I'm coming out with this book. Everyone's like, it's going <clears> to <throat> be so much fun. But and the, then we were all sad. No, exactly. And also, like the the like guess the slogan for this book was "This will end in flames." Yeah. And it's like, okay, so does Baz die in this because well, he's flammable? As we know <laughs> from the first book, vampires are very flammable. Very flammable, and Baz does fire magic. Everyone's flammable, Simon. Yes. Um. <laughs> 
emulation watch for for Baz is high in this in this book. Um, yeah, my next note is just economy is making us gay. Um, oh my god, I literally tweeted about that. Rainbow Rowell's out here saying economy is the thing that's making us gay. Honestly, it's true. Because they were close, they're like sitting close to each other on the plane, and they're like, Simon is very, we, he. He thinks it's Baz. So this is like a really interesting thing because neither of them will talk about their feelings. Not even once. Because God forbid. Um, because they're too British. Boys get it together. <laughs> they're British boys. They're too. So yeah. they're worse than normal boys. When's Simon's birthday? <laughs> um, yeah, we need to find out. I think I uh, I think Rainbow has posted about that. Uh, I'm going to Google it real quick while you talk. Get on that. <laughs> Manager Ben, why aren't you finding this out for us? That's me on the keyboard. But I forgot I was looking at porn. Oh, no, you were looking fan at art. fan art. Always same thing. Birthdays in June. What does that make him? I don't know. Find out. Uh. So the the majority of the book is Simon going. Oh well. Like, Baz doesn't love me anymore, or, like, we are not in a relationship anymore because, like, of the way I am. Like, I'm not making him happy anymore. And then Baz is like, I'm not making Simon happy anymore. Like, nothing can make him happy. I would, like, what can I do about this? Uh, and it's just both of them fearing for the end of their relationship. That's really sad. Because they won't fucking talk to each other. That's all the sad. But as I was saying, um, Simon is really weird about PDA, so he, like, won't hold... Baz's hand. They don't sleep together in the same bed, which is funny because at the end of the like the end of the first book, it seems like they're they've moved in together. They're clearly like sleeping in the same house. They were roommates at one point, so like they've slept next to each other for however many years, and they were roommates. <laughs> um, and uh, they were clearly sleeping in the same room for X amount of years, but now uh, Simon like won't sleep next to him so like a lot of the parts of the book when they're like in hotel rooms he'll either sleep on the floor or on a couch and Baz and Penny will sleep together like in a bed because Simon's afraid his wings are gonna like pop out and like stab Baz and it's like oh my god you fucking sad boy that is very sad yeah he's very sad I can imagine why his stabby wings well because he has dragon wings literally they're not on the cover oh no they are they're just blue so he has here i'll show this to you he has he has wings he's little but they're uh, orange they're supposed to be they're orange. like little devil wings i'm yeah. coming in hot with the zodiac what is input. he okay so simon's wait. birthday is june 21st which means he's a gemini on the cusp of being a cancer mm-hmm. which is a thing i guess uh, <laughs> um yes. it means he's highly devoted committed Emotionally sensitive, patient, forgiving, um, magnetic, very charming, flirtatious, but also extremely private about their feelings, difficult to open up, moody, often depressive, can be jealous or possessive, yes. may not respond to others who are not sensitive to their own emotional needs, highly self-destructive. Wow. <laughs> and Baz is a Pisces, because his birthday is on February 24th, so intuitive, selfless, m- uh, selflessness, imagination, firm grasp on your emotions and those of others, and which explains your ability to sense when someone is upset. So Pisces are very empathetic, I guess. Yeah. Bass acts like he is like this, like, he acts like I think what people think of when they think of, like, 
British people. It's like he's very posh. Yeah, he's very posh, and he he takes himself very seriously. I think yeah. he also like dresses very specifically. Well, he's from a very like rich family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's, like, so he's been raised to be like that. He's Draco. Yeah, he's literally Draco. He's a prep school boy. That's like literally what he is. Mm-hmm. He went to Princeton. <laughs> if he was an American boy, he would have gone to Princeton. Anyway, um, he they because of that. He also, they don't talk about their feelings. And then Simon doesn't know how to talk about his feelings because he doesn't know how to get it out. Would you wager that Simon uh-huh. is asexual in a certain way? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I was reading that. So there's a part in the book where Simon is like making out with Baz one of the like three times it happens in the book. Oh my, wait, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And he's like, he basically says that he likes like doing these things but he doesn't like them happening to him so he likes like (laughs) i have literally one of my notes is a quote from simon where he says kissing is easy but being kissed is different and then next to it i wrote is he a sagittarius (laughs) (laughs) he's not he's not he is not but um yeah pretty much like every part of simon every single one of simon's chapters is him just having an internal crisis because he doesn't understand himself yeah and he's like trying to comprehend his sexuality yeah it's he's he's confused and he's on a journey yeah truly so that it's funny that that exact quote i was like wait is simon like asexual but like has romantic feelings for i think he might be like gray ace yeah. on the spectrum. Which is funny because it's not this, it, it's not like specifically spelled out that that is a thing. Right. It's just like kind of inferred. And I think, is this the first time it's that's inferred? Yeah, because they don't have like, there's no time in the first book where they like, there's any appropriate time where they would have like any kind of yeah. like sexual relation. They like smooch a lot, but there's a lot happening, so they're not going to be like, okay, we're going to go in the other room and bang real quick. Like, I mean, they could have. Also, Simon I'm sure there's like, a fan like, fiction somewhere. Well, yeah, but like Simon is literally like, oh, you know what? Kissing boys is fine, too, I guess. Yeah. So Baz is very sensitive to him and like isn't about to be like, all right, let's go. Yeah. But I don't think he would ever do that anyway. He's probably like, we have to schedule it. I'm going to get flowers and lay them out, and we're gonna. I'm gonna make sure that the right music is playing. I'm hiring a professional, like orchestral violinist. I want that. <laughs> I want that for me. A violinist to watch us. This yes. Be in the room. Yeah. I mean, okay. Um. That did not make Manager Ben happy uh, at all. Just saw a big frown. <laughs> Big friend. I'm not looking anywhere I'm, near her. I'm because like, the thought of being the violinist <laughs> was running. Watching them? Are you joking? Well, I mean, I'm I sure I'm looking at them going, like, oh yeah, I'd be the violinist for that shit. But like, I'm here for the soft pan away. Yeah. I want the I want the edited the network television edited. Well, version. yeah, of, of we course. We don't need the HBO. No, <laughs> this uh, season on Sex in the City. <laughs> These two vampires. <laughs> My next oh. notes are, like, just here for it. We're just jumping in. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Yeah, as you should. Um, okay, so record scratch, cut to America, Agatha. <laughs> She's hanging out with some, like, West Coast nonsense girl. Who, Ginger. Who just really wants to, like, elevate her 
soul or something. She um, seems like a wishy-washy person. That's like, we're doing this thing now because this hot dude is paying attention to me. I saw Gwyneth Paltrow go to this, like, definitely cult in the mountains. So now we're going to go to this cult in the mountains. <laughs> She's, like, so gung-ho to join this, like, weird, like, health group where they have to, like, they what is it called? They, like, level up or something. The, the Now Next? Yeah. Which is funny because the logo awards are called the New yeah, Now Next Awards. I was like, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> so every time I read it, I was like, New Now Next. New Now Next? Um, so, yeah, she's, like, all distressed because she's like, I don't know, Penny's called me a couple of times and I don't want to talk to her because if I talk to her, then that means, like, I'm, like, going back to the world of magic, which I don't want to be in anymore. No. And she is, like, with this girl who wants to go... She just wants to go to Burning Lad, and then her, like, friend wants to go to this weird, like, retreat in the fucking mountains with this weird health thing. I literally wrote down... Oh, because her friend's boyfriend, Josh, is Mm -hmm. like, it'll be great. You can go to this thing, and we'll learn so much. And literally, just in all caps, I have written out... This is a cult. There's no way this is not a cult. Josh is absolutely evil. This is a fucking cult. His name is Josh. Yeah. 90% of them, except for the ones I know, are evil. There's absolutely... um, Also... Or have neck beards. I think this is, like, possibly unintentional. What? Because there is an American character that happens later, and we're going to talk about him. But the first two, like, American characters that you meet that have, like, full dialogue are both, like, very ominous, and they have to do this weird, like, healthcare retreat thing that Agatha's on. Oh, yeah. And listening to them in the audiobook is very strange because the whole first chunk of the book is, like, British accent, British accent, British accent, and then there's suddenly just, like, a stark American accent, and it just adds to the, like, oh, you're absolutely evil. Is it a, <laughs> is it a different... <laughs> person who's doing the voices? the same guy who reads the whole book. He does all the voices. And he's British? I don't actually know if he's British, but he does a good British accent. How does he do Baz's voice? I think it's the same guy who did the first one. So it's more posh. So it does, yeah, it's like, when he does Baz, it's a little bit higher pitched, it's a little bit more posh and, like, refined. And when he does voice for Simon, it's, like, a little bit gravelier and, like, has a little bit more of, like, a... Hey, I'm Peach. He's, like, a cockney. (laughs) Daisy. Hey, it's me, Daisy. (laughs) Sorry, continue. <laughs> like a, when he does the voice for Simon, it's more of like a Cockney, like gravelier voice. I didn't think about the first like two people. Like obviously, at that in the book, it's like oh wait, duh. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess they are evil. Yeah. So there's Josh, who is just like an unassuming, slightly wary. Oh, you couldn't say unassuming slut. <laughs> no, an unassuming slut. <laughs> he's just unassuming like, slut. He's slightly wary, but like whatever, he's fine. And then this other dude rolls up, and because Agatha like is like this is all bullshit. I don't fucking want to do whatever. So she like goes off onto the balcony to like smoke a cigarette because mm-hmm. she's just like over it. But and she uses magic to light her cigarette. She uses magic to light her cigarette. So, bitch, you didn't give that shit up. What? And then this dude comes out, and he's all like, hi. Bra- His name's Brayden, right? Yeah! Anyway, um, yeah, there's this dude who rolls out, and he has um, also an American accent, and he's, like, super suave, and he's trying to, like, be, like, way too suave with Agatha, and he's like, 
ooh, like, you smoking a cigarette, don't worry, I won't tell anyone. And, like, literally my notes are like, oh, here's the fucking cult leader, dear God. And then, oh, shit, his name's Brandon. He's absolutely the cult leader. Like, truly, and he's... Obviously, we get Josh's name, because we know it. But, like, as soon as they introduce Brayden, it's like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. And, of course, he takes, like, special care of Agatha. He, Uh like, is so interested in her. And she wants nothing to do with him. She literally doesn't want to talk to anyone but Ginger. Yeah. She's like, this is my friend. We both get along. Mm -hmm. I don't know any of these rich idiots. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just all, like, people who are reshaping the internet and, like, have a lot of money. Yeah. And they're, um... They're Silicon Valley people. That's yeah. just, like, what it is. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess because Agatha thinks like that, I'm like, oh, they must be bad. Yeah. <laughs> they just, I don't know, they roll, they're just, like, some fucking, like, weird, gross, like, white dudes just rolling yeah. in, being, like, the CEO of a startup, and I'm like, mm, don't trust you. And there, she makes the point that there's, like, no, there's not a lot of women within their ranks yeah. that are the same, like, I guess, like rank as they are yeah. because there's like a special wing in this huge mansion that's Brayden's house by the way that um, that they're not allowed to like enter her and Ginger because they're not like they haven't leveled up yeah which is like I guess they explain that later in the book and I don't want to necessarily explain what that is because it gives it away but there is like a built in like way that you it's basically like they're built in um form of like enlightenment for yeah. their specific like mm-hmm. whatever they call themselves i don't know what they which call is them. really I just, as soon as it came up i was like this is a cult so i just yeah. kept calling it a cult they don't call themselves a cult no which is funny because rainbow rowell wrote um for the marvel's runaways yeah so she did that and in the runaway tv show the one girl her parents are like it's a i don't want to call it a cult because it's like a religious belief these people have it's a cult. It's a cult. Um, and it reminded me of that, which is so funny, because I was like, oh, I wonder if, like, if if it's in, like, the same, like, realm of, like, cultiness. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these people are clearly in a cult, and mm-hmm. Agatha's like, yeah, there's no women here. Like, this is a cult. Like, you're looking at us, and you want to use us for our bodies. Right. She's correct. That is <laughs> correct. That is correct. Meanwhile, on the other side of town. Yeah, meanwhile, um, the the kids are trying to get over to Agatha because Penny is convinced that Agatha is in trouble. Right. Because she won't pick up her phone. Right. And this whole time in America, Simon's, like, live, like really happy, it seems. Right. He's, like, very happy because he, in the Midwest, he has, like, he's actually able to fly around. Yeah. And, like, they go to a Ren fair, and he can have his wings out, and it's oh not, like, God. an issue. You're skipping so far ahead. How, what? I mean, like, what? First of all, the first thing they do is they stop at Penny's boyfriend's, who I forget who his name is, his house, Micah or something. Micah. They stop at his house, uh-huh. and Penny's like, I'm here, babe. And he's like, we broke up. And she's like, what? And he's like, we didn't talk for six months? And she's no, like, it was, two, it was like two years they didn't talk for. It was so... No, well, it wasn't that long. They haven't seen, they hadn't seen each other in two years, so they hadn't spoken to each other for like the majority of that year. Right, 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 right. Um, I guess I looked at that as not important. I mean, that's not really important, but I do have an extremely important note. Yes. <laughs> so they get a really nice car. Yeah. They get a really cool convertible. Yeah. And Baz 
knows how to drive, because uh-huh. he's, and he's the only one who knows how to drive. Um, he and can't, according to the internet, he can't truly be gay because apparently we don't know how to drive. Apparently that's, uh, a, apparently that's a thing. That seems false. Yeah, because you and I both drive. Yeah. Also, that's so does Yoshi. 100% false. There's a Yoshi plush on Sophie. That's why I said that. My good boy. <laughs> um, okay, so while Penny is, like, in the house talking to Micah and, like, realizing that you can't just, like, not communicate with a person and still think you're in a relationship with them. Interesting. Simon is like, hey, Baz, teach me how to drive a car. So. No, Baz is like, yeah, <laughs> I'll teach you how to drive. And he's like, no. It's like, no, I'll, I'll teach you how to drive. It's going to be great. No, he's totally like... No, it's Baz. Baz offers. And he's like, no, we can't do this. He's like, no, get get. Oh, because Simon yeah. like, keeps talking about how much it would be fun to drive. And Baz is like, okay, but you can't actually drive. So, like, let me teach you how to drive. Yeah. None of them have licenses, right? Uh, no, Baz does. Oh, okay. Maybe. We'll see. Penny's never even like, yeah, I'll drive. It's like, yeah, you... No, that's you, not even an option. You two gays do this. Um... Anyway, my perf- my very important <laughs> note is brought to you by the same people who gave you magic banging. We have Driver's Ed Foreplay. <laughs> oh, my God. There is such a good scene mm-hmm. where Baz is showing him how to use the stick shift, and it is a lot. Wait, what? Did you write down, like, what? No, but I could probably find it. Yeah. Can you, t- like, talk and find it? I can do a few things, Yeah. Um, I didn't look at that as super sexual. Oh my I god, have, I thought it was so sexual. I must I mean, have missed like, it. It's just super flirtatious. Yeah. Um, also, it's two boyfriends being boyfriends. I love that um, they Penelope like is like, yeah, we'll stop in Chicago and then we'll just drive to California and they're, because they're British <laughs> and they don't understand how big the United States. They're are lucky they didn't have to drive through Pennsylvania. Oh my god. It's a. They still have to drive. They, they're literally like more than half of the country. Uh, the majority of the book is Baz hating the Midwest, and the other part is Simon going, I love this. <laughs> so sad. Um, they. Yeah, the really good part of the book where it goes back and forth between like the two of them mm-hmm. is that. It'll be like, Baz will be like, here's all the things I hate about America. And he's like, I hate this and I hate this and I hate this. And then hate the cuts- Midwest. I have sunburn. This <laughs> is that. And then it cuts to Simon. He's like, this is the best place in the world. Everything's green. It's so wide and open. I love flying around. I'm having such a good time. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, okay. So oh, you found it? I don't know. I just thought it was really cute. It definitely was because Baz is like being very supportive. So from Simon's view, it's like, it seems like Baz is being um, patronizing, it seems. Because Simon's like, oh, he just keeps saying, like, oh, this is marvelous, this is grand. Mm -hmm. I'm just driving. And, like, Baz is like, oh, my God, he's actually doing a great job. Like, this is great for someone's first time driving stick. Mm -hmm. And he's just, like, trying to be supportive. Simon doesn't understand people being supportive unless they're women, it seems. Because Penny is very supportive and takes charge of him, and he's like, okay. Mm -hmm. But... Because it's Baz. And I think, I think it's because they used to be enemies. I think he's just, like, uncomfortable about Baz because he, like, doesn't understand how he feels about him. Yeah. So he, they also used to be, like, mortal enemies. Mm. So I think that's also, like, s- sitting in the way of them being, like, I guess, as good as they can be. Yes. Okay. <laughs> enemies to lovers to question marks again. I mean, it's not, like, 
fucking like hyper charge. But it's so for still, you, it's yeah, yeah. It's like whew. it's it's subtle, and I'm just like for, yeah, they're for, driving. For me, who love a slow burn, yeah, this is great. Okay, so he like they switch places, and Baz is like, all right, here's the clutch. Feel it out for a minute. This is all from Baz's perspective. Yeah, yeah. it goes back and forth. Okay. Uh, he pumps the clutch harder than than he needs to, but it'll correct him. Easy does it isn't in Snow's behavioral vocabulary. Now put your hand on the gear stick. Snow grabs it. I lay my hand over his and try to shake his wrist loose. Relax. We're just practicing. The car is off. The brake is on. We're just seeing how it feels. I move the gear stick back and forth. This is neutral. Push his hand over and down. This is reverse. Up, over. First, down, second. Up and over. Third, down, fourth. Snow nods. Head looking down at her hands. There's a diagram on the knob. He says, right. Mm. But you can't just look at it when you're driving. Just feel. It's very good. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that is actually kind of sexual now that you're saying it. <laughs> I get it. Um, there's also a lot Especially of, like, the easy the does it. back into neutral. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, like, I don't know. Yeah, the magic banging was very specific. <laughs> Snow lifts his hand to peek at the knob, then moves it over. That's, it's just, you know, context, people. Yeah, it's um, funny. I guess now that I'm, like, hearing it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is definitely, like, mm-hmm. I guess it's round two of magic banging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we're saying magic banging, Simon, as I said, had access to all of the magic in the world. And Baz is casting a spell because Simon doesn't have control over his magic. Mm-hmm. So he's like, wait a minute. Baz, like, here, I'll help you. And he's basically, like, helping him cast. So he's, like, powering him. And it's very much, like, magic banging. And it happened in a car. Mm-hmm. It happened in the car the second time. Mm-hmm. So they have magic car times. I think it's just, like, it's a lot of, like, Simon being like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Where do I put my hand? And Baz being like, just put it here and go real slow and take your time. It'll be fine. He's like, okay, is this right? And he's like, yeah, that's perfect. Keep going. Like, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Anyway, they go to the Cheesecake Factory and... Because they think it's the most American thing ever, which, honestly... I mean... I work in a mall. There's a Cheesecake Factory in it. It's American. This book, the entire first half of this book is Simon being like, I want to do this because I saw it in the movies. And um, Penny and Baz being like, it's dumb. We don't need to do that. And he's like, but I saw it in the movies and I want to do it. And they're like, okay, we'll do the thing. And then they get to Cheesecake Factory and they're just like, uh... (laughs) What the fuck? Um, Can we talk about the vampires for a minute? Not those ones, but the ones that Baz talks to. I know that's like towards the end of the book, but... Okay, I have one more note about... Yes, of course. The Cheesecake Factory specifically. Oh my god, yes. I'm sorry. Okay, so Penny's distressed because Micah like officially broke up with her and she's like having a fit and is crying in the Cheesecake Factory and... They order food, and Simon is, like, watching her very carefully because he's trying to figure out if it's okay for him to start eating his burger. Uh, yes. <laughs> or if it's, like... They're be- both... Him and Baz are both, like, looking at or her, like, do we... it would be rude uh, to start eating while she's still crying. she got and then- dumped again, and she's, like, losing <laughs> so her mind. good! It's such a good Simon moment because he's like, I want to be here for my friend, but I'm also really hungry, and I want this burger I ordered. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> but also... The reason why they broke up is because Micah was feeling like, okay, well, you checked off your boyfriend box. Right. And, like, you're sitting there taking care of Simon because, of course, Simon needs you. Mm -hmm. But, like, where do I go? So, like, that's 
their relationship was absolutely Penny being like, oh, well, I'm like 16 now. I should guess I should get a boyfriend because that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. She's like, really? Penny was testing me during this book. Really? Yeah. Explain. I got a little aggro at her. Why? She just... It comes into play later. Uh-huh. We'll talk about it later. Okay. We have to talk about... We have to get to the normals. <laughs> um, <laughs> the normals. What What did you want to say about that? Oh, the, the only thing... So they, they mention a lot in the book, so like... Baz doesn't drink from humans. Oh, yeah. So, like, Baz this is a vampire, cool. for your reference, Manager Ben. Um, <laughs> um, and it's not like they're the kinds of... Va- they're, like, they're not vampires that are like, oh, it's sunny out, I can't go outside. It's like my nose starts charring because I'm technically dead. Oh. But, like, I can still be outside. Yeah. Um, but, like, the, the nose charring was, like, an interesting point. That was really but, like, cute. But, like, they technically still would burst into flames mm-hmm. in the Midwest because it's all sun and no shade. Yeah. Alti no shade. Alti no shade. Um, and the, the one interesting thing is they bring up how Baz, like, looks more gray than usual mm-hmm. um, because he's not, like, eating properly because there's a lot of hijinks that take place. And, um... There are other vampires that, like, they meet in the book that, like, look, I guess, more, like, healthy, more rosy, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And they just keep mentioning how Baz looks, like, super gray and just, like, (laughs) I don't want to say unhealthy. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, he just doesn't look right. He looks like when you, like, know someone who's, like, I'm going to be vegan. And then they, like, don't quite get it right at first. And they suddenly don't have enough, like, protein or, like... Iron. Iron in their lives. Yeah. And then you, like, see them, like, two weeks later, and they're, like, a little bit the wrong color. Yeah. Mm, that's so, what. like, Baz looks like that. They've never really mentioned that in the books before. And I just thought that was, like, very interesting that they added on to, like, this thing. It's, like, Baz, this person who, like, is very beautiful mm-hmm. um, and is described as, like, that by, like, both Baz and... By Baz. <laughs> I mean... Ba- <laughs> by Penny and Simon... Um, it's just interesting that they, like, comment on it more. His saturation's turned down a little bit. <laughs> they had the desaturate on his face. Okay, so. Uh-huh. They're on the road. Uh-huh. They go to the Cheesecake Factory. Uh-huh. And then they go to a Ren Fair. Yeah. And it's so good because they realize that, first of all, they don't know where they are at first. Mm-hmm. They're confused because there's people in costumes. Mm-hmm. They, like, see people that they, like, think are, like, wizards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they realize that they're at a Renaissance Fair, and Simon gets so happy because he can have his wings out, and everyone mm-hmm. just thinks it's a really cool costume. Yep. Um, he also is really excited about all the cleavage that's everywhere. All the cleavage, <laughs> and also, like... Um, all the, like, food, just, like, rotisserie chicken everywhere. He's, like, really hype about... He's just, like, literally... He's just, like, an excited A happy kid. tourist. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have the quote written down. The cleavage at this place is abundant, and I'm not mad about it. I think the full quote is, like, I'm still unsure how I feel about boobs, but, like... Yeah. He's like, I don't know, but... This is fine. This is great. Yeah. I'm here for it. That's where... The first so there's set a, of so there's vampires. A, there's a kerfuffle. Yeah, there's a there's a vampire <laughs> fight vampire. that happens, and it's funny because when I was reading it, I must have like skipped something when I read this initially, mm-hmm. because they're in like a sword shop, and oh, like yeah. they're having like a fake, like mm-hmm. uh, they're sparring, if you will, 
And Simon used to have a magical sword, so he's, like, good at sparring. Mm-hmm. And Baz is, like, not good, and they're using, like, crap weapons because they're display things, basically. Mm-hmm. And as they're doing it, like, I guess Baz, like, realizes that, like, there are vampires around. Yeah. Because, like, people walk by and they're dressed as vampires. So, like, the normies, us, think that they're just, like, people dressed as vampires mm-hmm. when it's, like, no, they're they're actually vampires. Mm-hmm. And there's this huge magical brawl, uh-huh. and Baz and Penny have been having a hard time casting spells, more so Baz, because he's so super British. Super British. Super British, and Penny's like, yeah, you can't be super British here. You have yeah. to cast spells that, like, mean something here. Right. So Baz is, like, really failing at magic, and there's a, a normal in the audience, or a speaker, as he calls himself, um, that's, what is he, what was the spell? He was trying to get the vampires to leave, so he kept saying bugger off. Yeah. And it wasn't working, and then there's just this rando in the the audience, because there's, there's, like, a crowd of people watching them that yeah. just is, he's like, it's buzz off, say buzz off, which yeah. would, I contend that might, I mean, I guess that's kind of an American phrase. Yeah. I feel like that's very, like, So these 90s. are all PG-sounding yeah. things, because if this was, like, in Philly, and instead of saying buzz off, it would definitely be fuck off. Uh, yeah, it's actually... It, it, yeah, it's the Midwest, so I feel like it makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. It'd They're be not like, dealing with truckers. <laughs> it would, yeah, in Philly, it'd be like, absolutely, like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Go eat a dick! <laughs> like, it would just... It would yeah. literally yeah. be those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the... the I think the the normal, or the speaker, mm-hmm. um, is probably the most interesting like, person that they come across. He's my favorite character in the whole book. He's so mysterious. And he's literally just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, like, straightforward and I tell the truth. So That's why I know all these magical creatures. They, um, fight off the vampires. Uh-huh. This dude gives Baz the correct spell. Uh-huh. They escape. Mm-hmm. And then as they're leaving, they start to get chased by him. Is that what happens? Is that the sequence of events? Yeah. No, they... Yeah. They don't realize that they're being chased by him. Well, they're they being are. followed by him. Yeah. They don't know who it is, but they're getting followed by a person on a truck. Right. And then he accidentally leads them into a dead zone. Yeah. So a dead zone is like in the first book when the hundra- humdrum uh-huh. would appear and basically sucks all the magic out of the air. Yeah. It's really Simon. Um... <laughs> And the first book, kids. Yeah, please read the first book because uh, I just said the word humdrum and you're probably like, what? four hours of this podcast and you haven't read the first book yet. What are you doing? Yeah, come on. Subscribe to our channel. Um, <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> great. But a dead zone is basically there's not enough people around that speak that are speakers. So there's no magic there. Right. So and in those zones, certain magical creatures exist and they have an agreement with the magicians in that area that... They don't come into their areas, and they don't come into theirs. So, like, mm. back and forth, it's like, I won't bother you, you don't bother me. Right. And they accidentally drive into this area to, like, confront the person that's, dri- like, following them. It turns out to be the speaker that um, was fo- that helped Baz out. Mm-hmm. And then there's a huge fight with a skunk monster. Yeah. Yeah, when it said skunk-faced with a shotgun, I was like, is that me? Did I get in there somehow? Oh, my gosh. It's basically... a shotgun? No, because it's like a, a skunk with a shotgun? Yeah, That's but me. it's also, like... It's like an animorph, but the, the face is a skunk. It's like 
if you took a character of like a conservative Midwestern person who really likes guns, yeah, and made them a forty feral hogs. Yeah, 40, 40 to 50 hard. feral hogs break 40 to 50 set. feral magicians from Europe. Um. <laughs> anyway. Am I wrong? They fight the skunk boy. Mm-hmm. And then they meet Shepard. And then I fall in love with him. Because he's perfect. What's his last name? He doesn't have a last name. Does he have a last name? Well, sh- I feel like Shepard is a last name. That's just his name. He's perfect. Like He's perfect. I love him. <laughs> like Madonna. He is um, <laughs> my favorite type of trope in a magical story, which is just a regular person who has absolutely no magical abilities, but really loves magic and is just like, hey, I want to know all the things. Yeah. So he's just like hyper. Uh, he's like knows so much about magic and like is constantly trying to meet magical creatures and understand things and he's like super super upfront with like everything like about himself because he's like I like have fucked around with like pixies way too often to yeah. know that you can't keep secrets but also, from magical creatures. So Simon can't see the pixies because they're magical. But mm-hmm. Shepard can. But he's not magical. So what's up with that? He has this, like, I think there's, like, this, like, kind of unspoken thing that he has where he's just, like, so open to the world Mm -hmm. that... It happens. People, like, the other magical creatures, like, their, like, veils don't work. Yeah. On him. Because he actively seeks them out. He's a fucking fascinating character, and I love him, and he's so sweet. He just wants to help, and Penny's a piece of shit. (laughs) Well, can you blame her? No, everyone's in a high stress situation. Here's the thing. Here's the part. Here's the part of the story where I started to get really annoyed with Penny. Okay, so basically, basically here. Okay, so my one my one thing that I've like pretty much just always you like taken with a grain of salt with Carry On and Wayward Son is that its initial inception is written as if it's a fanfic of like a Harry Potter-esque story. So mm-hmm. there's always like a slight veil of like fanfic tropes that are like built into the story that are like, oh yeah, this makes sense because this is supposed to be like a fanfic written by a teenage girl. Yeah. Obviously it's like elevated to a completely different thing now because it's like its own story. I don't think any teenager could write like this. I've read some really good fanfic. But <laughs> are you talking about yourself? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> never. Um, no, but I'm like, there's always like when things get like a little bit tropey, which I still always like. I'm always like, well, yeah, this makes sense because like technically this is supposed to be like a fanfic. But I think it's just become like a bigger beast than that at this point. Like, I think it's completely separate. Like, I've- Yeah, because do we look at Carry On as the actual thing that, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting her name. Kath. Kath wrote. I did. So is this, did Kath write this as well, then? That's what I... Is Rainbow Rowell Kath? Oh my god, yes. So, um, like, that's the thing. So, so I mentioned Fangirl at the beginning of the podcast for you. I'm talking to manager Ben, and for people who don't know, fan, uh, Fangirl was a book that came out before Carry On and, obviously, Wayward Son. Mm-hmm. And it's about a girl who is, like, a super fan and writes a really, really well-received fan fiction of... Uh, the Simon Snow books, mm-hmm. which are supposed to mirror the Harry Potter stories in terms of, like, they're at a magical school in England. Um, there's the Chosen Boy. 
They're like really popular. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and then there's the character who's like from a rich family that is like could be evil. We have to figure out he's my arch nemesis. Right. It's very much like in that aspect, like the same idea. Um, but with this, like you went into like carry on. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so this is supposed to be like what? Like, is it? It's like a more refined version because yeah. the fanfic that Cass is writing is called Carry On, and mm-hmm. like in the in the universe of Fangirl, like the Simon Snow series is still actively going on. Like she's it's writing, about to finish. She's writing past the point of mm-hmm. like where the books have stopped at that point. Yeah, but there's like very much like none of the characters are queer, so she's like inserting her own queer yeah. narrative into the story. So like, is this a continuation of that? That's why I think that it is because they're explicitly gay in this. So yeah. unless they like, unless it's like completely like, if I'm absolutely overthinking this, but I'm like, as I'm reading this, I can't not think about this. Yeah. About where the story is in the context of like its original origin. Yeah. So here's my thing with Penny. Mm-hmm. There is like a trope in pretty much like. I mean, it's, I feel like everyone's progressed, like, it's 2019, we're all getting better, but there is, like, a very distinct trope that in, like, fanfic, when you're writing two male characters as a romance, and they're Mm. not initially in a romance in the canon of the series, Uh then you turn the, like, actual female character who is intended to be the romantic partner of one of the leads into, like, a shrill, awful character. Uh Like, you make her purposefully shitty so that like even if like readers like were like well I like the relationship in the canon like yeah. you make her shitty so that like the romance is just even better comparatively mm-hmm. and I feel like there's a lot of times in this book where Penny falls into that but that was Agatha fresh- in the first book because Agatha is I think wildly unlikable in the first book because yeah. she's painted as like oh well like I don't want to say it's like, oh, my girlfriend is awful. I start looking at Baz and it's like, oh, wait, maybe this is a relationship. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily written in the way that, like, you thought um, the girlfriend in Deposing Nathan was like. Right. So isn't that specific trope where it's like, my girlfriend's terrible, so I have to look elsewhere. It's not that. But Agatha, it just seems like, in this book, she's, I think, written the same way. Mm -hmm. Because it's obviously the same person. But, like, I liked her more in this. Because mm-hmm. she's just, like, I guess it, you get to explore the fact that she's just fucking over it. And she just wants to not be literally chased by awful monsters because mm-hmm. she happened to have been dating the Chosen One, which she seems to be mad about. Right. She blames I on just, her parents. There's this, like, weird tendency that exists that, like, mm-hmm. is if you're writing a story that has, like, two male leads that are going to have a romance and Mm -hmm. all the women who are, like, involved directly in their life have to be, like, negative. And it just, like, I was getting very frustrated. Penny's, like, there's, like, a point where she, she's, like, very, she's very focused on the goal. She's very much, like, driven. And, like, she has reason. Like, they're trying, she doesn't know what's going on with Agatha and she's Mm -hmm. concerned about her friend and she wants to help her. And she's trying to get them to, like, get their shit together so they can help. Mm-mm. But she's, like, really abrasive. There's, like, points where she gets really shrill and, like, irritating. Where it's, like, she just starts to lean too far into, the, like, I'm no longer, like, a woman who's being, like, aggressive and, like, 
trying to take control of the situation. I'm now, like, a female character that's irritating to the male characters because I'm trying to assert myself. And I felt like that was bothering me. And she is way too... Like, I understand that, like, magic is different. They make a big point that magic is different in England than in the U.S. In the U.S., it's kind of just, like, it exists. Yeah. And the people know about it, know about it. The people don't know about it, like, don't care. But in England, it's just, like, secret that you have to protect. And, like, you can't let outsiders in. And she's, like, so uncomfortable with Shepard knowing anything about magic because he's a normal and he's not allowed to know things. And it's just, like, gross. (laughs) I think, well, they're all kind of like that. I think Baz and Simon just give up on it faster. They just, well, no, I don't think they care as much. I mean, I think they're all, like, initially shocked that he he knows as much as he knows about magic. Yeah. But Penelope is, like, actively, like, you shouldn't know this stuff. You're not allowed to know this stuff. Like, I'm, like... It's very, it just, it was, like, borderline, like, I don't know, it was just, like, hitting all these weird notes of, like, people who are just, like, way too, like, well, you don't, you can't, like, be a fan of this thing because you didn't read every single thing in the series. It was very, like, gatekeepy, and it was also, like... That's how I feel about comic books. Yeah, and it was also very, like, oh, well, if you didn't go to, like, a four-year college, you don't have, like, an actual degree, and therefore you're not educated enough to, like, understand things. Like, no, people learn differently and have different experiences. Do you think that's her parents' fault? Yeah, I think it's her parents' influence. I mean, it's not... Yeah, I think it's the majority of it is her upbringing. Yeah. Because that's, like, very much... She's from, like, an old wizarding family who has traditions. Like, she's one of the few... It's very much like, if you think about it... So, I hate comparing the two, because I don't... I don't think it's fair to consistently compare this series to, like, the Harry Potter series. No, but it's, like, obviously... You know how Hermione is, like, it's not Leviosa, it's Leviosa. It's, like, that, to me, is annoying. She was very much, like like later years Hermione who yeah. starts to get like I'm just making a strangling accent <laughs> just I just I don't know I am I get I, got, I was getting frustrated by her beat her leaning too far into like shrill female character trope and I just fucking hate when people try to be super exclusive about specific things mm-hmm. we had a conversation about this about art yeah nothing pisses me off more than Art Someone snaps. who doesn't think anyone can do art, because anyone can fucking do art. There's literally an entire um, couple of episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians about that. Ew. It's, it's actually... <laughs> I know this is gross, because that show is gross, but Chloe is talking to her mom, and she's holding, a, I think, um, one of the balloon dogs. While you oh, talk about fuck. the Kardashians, I'm going to pee. No, it's fine. So she, she, Chloe's holding a balloon dog. And she's like, what is this? And she's like, "It's a, what is it, a Lichtenstein? Jeff Koons. Jeff Koons, there we go. I'm thinking. My mortal enemy. Yeah, so she's holding a Jeff Koons, and she doesn't know what it is. And her mom is like, oh, it's a Jeff Koons. And she's like, okay. Like, what yeah. does that mean? So for, like, that season, the plot point with them is Chloe tricking her mom into thinking that she's getting art from this, like, exclusive artist. That's hilarious. She's making the... She's doing splatter painting in her garage and selling it to her mom. Hell yeah, Chloe. Did you watch Seinfeld? Yeah. So who was the the fake character they made up? Vandalay? Yeah, Art Vandalay. Yeah. That's the artist's name. Hell yeah, Chloe. So like, yeah, granted, it's the Kardashian, so it's gross, but like, that's a huge thing where it's like, 
Fuck you for thinking that, like, art it should be, like, something that's, like, oh, if you can't buy it and you didn't study it, you don't deserve to, like, know what this is. Jeff Koons is a fucking charlatan piece of shit who doesn't do any of his own work and has nope. full production companies that build his statues for him. So we that's a whole have, other problem. There was a, <laughs> a conversation we had in one of my photo classes. My teacher posed this question. He showed us this photograph, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was like a foggy, like, city corner where someone's, like, turning. Mm-hmm. And we watched this video on how this photograph was made. Mm-hmm. This guy has an entire crew set everything up. Oh, I know that. I don't remember his name, but I know the photographer. He presses yeah. the button. Yeah. So he doesn't, like, if I remember correctly, he doesn't, like, focus the camera. He might do, like, some of that stuff. He doesn't. No, he, he's, like, fully directs a scene, though. Yeah. He's basically, I mean, I... This is nitpicky as fuck, but I wouldn't call him a photographer. I'd call no. him a director. No, exactly. That's the like point. Like a production designer. So, like, the photograph at the end has his name on it because right. he pressed the button. Well, what truly is the art? The process or the final product? Exactly. No, that's the thing. So, like, again, in reference to this... <laughs> <laughs> wow, we went at, really went we places. We really no. went places. We brought up Seinfeld, I too. just... You missed that. I just, that's my thing. My, I really enjoyed this book, but I was really, Penelope was I guess driving I can't, me nuts. Yeah, and I think, for me, I don't, I'm not, like, picking it up as much as you are, because that's not something that, like, I've read and been like, oh, yeah, like, this aggravates me as a woman, because, like... I just get, yeah, I feel like I'm, like, hypersensitive to, like, how female characters are portrayed. And speaking of... There are no lesbians in these books, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> Except for Agatha and Penny. You, that's how I felt when I watched Pretty Little Liars. And th- this group of four girls, no, five, I'm sorry. They all look gay. like that, and they don't have one gay friend that isn't... A, gay. Yeah, there's only lesbians in that. Oh. So in that world of ABC, for some reason, really funny, ABC does lesbians. But in the new season of Pretty Little Liars, there's a gay couple that's males. But, Freeform is really kicking it up, though. They're but because better. there's a gay couple in it that's two men, I'm, I'm, I will be surprised if there is a lesbian couple, or like a couple that has like a genderqueer woman. What network is that on? Freeform still. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. Freeform's doing pretty good. They're doing great. They had uh, the Fosters, which was a a lesbian couple adopting yeah, kids. Yeah, and their current show, the which is a spinoff of the Fosters, mm-hmm. Good Trouble has a, like, actively bisexual male character who isn't a shitty person. He's been in multiple, like, monogamous relationships. Uh-huh. Men and women. Uh-huh. There is, like, a butch female character. There is a non-binary character. No. It's So it's real the, life. <laughs> they're doing the most... Also, like, one of the gay characters is an Asian actress. There's, like, lots of people of color. There's wow. the entire plot line that was happening... About, like, Black Lives Matter. Anyway, everyone watch Good Trouble. It's great. Um, <laughs> no, I have to. I'm getting off course. But no, it's fine. This is also a thing. Full circle back to, if is this the fan fiction that Kath wrote, or is this its own thing? Oftentimes, when, from my experience of reading fan fiction, mm-hmm. if it is a, like... M slash M fan fiction, the two characters are, like, cis men, there's not really gay women who are in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, like, pairing everyone off so that you take, like, two male characters they date, and then you take their girlfriends from the canon. Oh, yeah, and then they, they date. date. But... I've read that before. Yeah. That's usually what will happen, but... I've read a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction. There's not enough... 
queer women in this. Well, there's not enough queer women in general. Yeah. Anything. And I, so Tom was, I think, the first person that we spoke to that was like, oh, you want books about queer women? Here are X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But for some reason, I find it harder to find, like, books like this. The first one that we've, like, really ever, like, spoken about was Let's Talk About Love, and Mm -hmm. that didn't even explore that relationship. It explored her relationship with... Craig from Dream Daddy. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't remember his name. I don't either. No, yeah, there's, um, there's like, a weird unbalance because, like, male, from what we've read and from what I've read mm-hmm. in, like, queer lit, male writers will write about male characters and... Female writers will write like about one male characters. one third of female writers will write about male characters. Yeah. So there's, like, not a balance. No. I guess I, I didn't look at... I just Penny feel like, I feel as, like, like shrill, but maybe, again, it. I'm not a woman, so like, I looked at that. I'm like, okay, this like this person is mad mm-hmm. because they've been raised their whole life to be like, we have to protect magic. But in the first book, the first um, cameo, like part of the artwork, mm-hmm. is Simon reaching a gate that says, "Magic separates us from the world. Let nothing else keep us apart." Which is like one of my favorite things. It's the inscription on the gate to Watford. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this separates us, but, like, there shouldn't be any other boundaries. It's It sounds like that is just, like, not clicking in yeah. Penny's family because they're an old family and they're gatekeepers. Yeah. Because it's like, if they find out about us, we'll be fucking killed or used for things. Right. And, like, he uh, Shepard keeps talking to them about, like, oh, I found this on, like, on a blog. And they're just, they don't have the connection to the internet for whatever reason, it seems. Like, yeah. they don't use the internet in England. I think that's England. A, another, like, borrowed tr- trope from Harry Potter is that, like, an inherently magical world they don't is use separated the from, like, technology because they didn't need it. Yeah. So, like, it it seems like they're coming from the 90s and then arriving in America and it's, like, 2025. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, I read that on a blog. And Pe- Penny is literally losing her goddamn mind. She's so mad. She keeps trying to spell Shepard. To they like and it doesn't to, work. They try to leave him behind like twice. And, and he appears. And he just shows up and they're like, you know who we are? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I woke up. You guys are gone. She's like, I used so much magic on you. And he's like, I've been like fucking like hexed by pixies so many times. You it doesn't even work. fucking know, man. He's like, my first three born or my first born is like. I can't have kids because I owe like three pixies my first born yeah like he's so just like, really in it and he i is literally love him so as much, much as i love simon and baz obviously because they're very layered i think the layers to penny as now that we have i think that hopefully because of that and because of shepherd like mm-hmm. she'll get like a different like maybe in the next book because there is a next book yeah um, so here's the thing uh-huh no spoilers and then no, I'm not going to talk any more about, like, the plot, because no. the next chunk of the book is basically, like, the a grand huge, finale. Yeah, like, huge. Um, but I will say that, like, I did really like this book, and despite, like, a few criticisms, I absolutely adored Shepard. I think he was, like, an amazing contribution to the universe. His twist it, was literally Laganja Estranja walking into the workroom and going, oh, she wanted a twist day! <laughs> like, that was it. <laughs> literally, <laughs> that was the twist. I've read two books... 
in the past like week basically uh-huh. they're like oh you wanted a twist day Trixie Mattel getting up and death dropping in in, on, in front of Katya Thanksgiving oh <laughs> more like Thanksgiving like truly and the twist with Shepard's character did you yeah. see, you didn't see that coming because I didn't no but I um we'll talk about that afterwards because yeah we have to oh okay so I really enjoyed the book mm-hmm. I really liked it I like wasn't disappointed I cried when I finished it did I tell you that well I don't know it 2016 was an awful year for Human me emotions and I got to read so. Carry On <laughs> and it it stopped me from bad things oh god yeah like it I always just believe people like oh my god Metallica saved my life like things like that it's yeah. just like I had never read a book about magical boys, mm-hmm. and I've always, other than like Harry Potter, but like I never identified fully in that book mm-hmm. because J.K. Rowling wouldn't allow. Because she's a piece people. of shit. Yeah, okay. she's a turf piece of shit. Anyway, yeah. there are things in Harry Potter that are great, and I feel like bad every time. I'm like J.K. Rowling, but like. Well, the thing I love about Harry Potter more than anything is the expanded universe. That I feel like I've said this on every that podcast she's like Dobby masturbates into socks. No. And it, you know, Dumbledore eats them. The expanded universe that the fans have created is why I love that. I don't give a shit about J.K. Rowling. She's trash. Anyway. um, (laughs) Thanks, Scholastic. (laughs) But, no, it's just... I never, like, fully got to identify with a book like that that was magical. And Rainbow Rowell was like, here. I need something for you. Yeah, and it's just, like, it was... it's a it's an amazing book about like literally figuring trying to figure yourself out. Right. And you know it just happened to appear in a time of my my life when I just felt awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and reading the it just like it felt gratifying because we we didn't know we were getting this. Yeah. We never knew it, and obviously people were like, "Oh my God, write another book." An author never has to write another book, and we right. normally don't get follow ups to any of the books that we read. Right. We're getting a Darius the Great, like, follow-up, which I didn't know that we would get. I don't know mm-hmm. if you, you read that. That was literally one of my favorite books of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally talks about depression in such a way that it's, like, precise without being like, this is the only way it is. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't like taking my medication because it makes me feel bad, and I'm forced to do it, and, like, I have a bad relationship with my family, mm-hmm. and, like, depression, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just written in a specific way that it's like, oh, this, like, this person understands. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't normally get, like, follow-ups to books like these, and yeah. we got this, and it was, I think this is, like, you know when a movie comes out, and you're like, oh my god, I hope they come out with another one, and then it's bad, the follow-up is bad. Mm-hmm. It, that wasn't this. Like, mm-hmm. this, I thought this was, like, a perfect follow-up to a book that I, like, adored. And obviously that, like, everything ever, like, just like everything, there are things that, like, are flawed. Yeah. Just like I'm sure in the first book, if I were to reread it again, I'd be like, oh, but what about this? Like, this, like, talks about things and it's not like, oh, yeah, everyone's had, like, all the, like, all the relationships are, like, happily ever after. It's like, no, like, there are issues here Mm -hmm. and we talk about them and it's like, Simon doesn't know how to talk about his feelings. Baz wants to, like, try to figure it out. And he, they both just can't talk about it, and that's, I think that's realistic. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm just, like, going off. but It's, it's okay. Just, it's very good. Um, the point I was trying to make before you interrupted me and then rambled for 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so here's how I felt. I really love this book. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. But I felt at the end mm-hmm. that it was just kind of like, Ugh? like, it just ended, and I was like, 
okay. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't mad, but yeah. I, and I wasn't disappointed the in, actual the, end. in the book itself. Yeah. But like, yeah, I finished it and I was like, okay. Like, yeah, because you of, finished it before me and I, I yeah. finished it, I want to say like five days after you. Yeah. So, so I didn't know thing. what you were saying when you we were like, yeah, we better get another. Exactly. Like, oh so, I, like, you know, I finished it and I was like, huh? And mm. then like literally the next day, Rainbow uh, tweeted and released the like, well, I don't know if it's the like cover the art image. or it released a teaser for the third book. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this book is good now because <laughs> I, it's, it's great. I love it, but mm-hmm. it is absolutely like the second book in a trilogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely. Yeah. But I think if she hadn't decided to like come out with another book, mm-hmm. I think it obviously would have ended in a different way, Yeah, but she, it literally ends on a fucking cliffhanger and it's like, mm-hmm. so like when you finish and you're like, oh yeah, there better be a follow up. I was but like, what ending could be so even, like deserving of that response? There's it, it literally ends with a like, like a back to the, like it ends with like a back to the future kind of ending where it's just like, but wait, there's more like yeah. kind of. But even if it didn't have that moment, uh-huh. like, I would still feel like that's how we're ending things. Because yeah. there's, like, the, there's a lot of action, like, a huge action scene that happens and, like, all this stuff that happens. And it kind of interrupts, like, Simon and Baz trying to work through stuff. Yeah. So I felt like everything is very unresolved. That's what happened in the first book. Yeah. So, but like... I didn't feel like I didn't have closure after the no, first No, but that one. book was also, like... It's huge. Carry On is ginormous. Yeah. That is the longest book that we I have read for the podcast, Ugh. period. And I've read, like, longer books before. But, mm-hmm. like, if you think about it, Carry On had more pages, literally. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, a 500-page book, more than that. This is at least 300. Yeah, I guess it's shorter. Yeah. So, like, this is shorter, but... I don't think she would have ended it in that specific way if it mm-hmm. wasn't going to get a third book. Absolutely. Because I don't think she thought she was going to write another. I don't know. Obviously, neither of us will ever I know this. No, but yeah, I, I don't think there's any way that you could write. I don't think there's any way you could. I, I think when she started writing Wayward Son, she didn't maybe have the intention to make it a trilogy. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a point in the book where it hits and you're like, okay, there has to be something else after this. Yeah, because... I literally was, like, listening to it, and then I, like, had to go on lunch break or something. I was, like, at work, and I got interrupted, and I was, like, oh, okay, I have, like, two more hours left in the book, right? And I had mm-hmm. 30 minutes, and I was, like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way I have 30 minutes left in Well, this that's, book. like, when I was getting, like, towards the end, I was, like, that's not possible. But when I thought about it, the way that Carry On ended, it was very, like, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. And it went back and forth between different people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. Because... You're reading from Agatha's point at that part, mm-hmm. and then you're also reading about uh, Penny's part because they're all there in the tower. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Baz is there, and then Simon comes in afterwards, and you're you're reading what happens, I think, from Baz's perspective. This is like I feel like the first book we've read in a while that has had that kind of setup because yeah. we've read a lot of books that are like there's not really a plot; it's just kind of about these characters, mm-hmm. and like we talked about the characters themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is very much like. These are these characters, but the plot is, like, really what's driving them. Yeah. It's less... Because these are... I feel like the last book that we talked about that had, like, a very distinct plot was Keep This to Yourself. And obviously we're, like, not going to 
be like spoil that step by no. step here's uh-uh. this and this and this because no. it's a fucking like it's a well it's yeah a literally murder mystery <laughs> so like you don't want to be like and then this part happens and then so um, tom has a new book coming out in a while in a little bit i can't wait to someone it. messaged me about it they're like are you gonna be talking about this i was like was it just tom <laughs> Um, They were like, you should definitely, like, have Tom back on. My mom loved listening to the episode with Tom. I love Tom. She was like, he's so polite and, like, knowledgeable. I was like, about his book? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would hope so. Let's interview his dog next. Um, yes. That dog (laughs) is perfect. There's a... There's a picture of, like, um, on this, like, raw food fridge at Target uh-huh. that has, like, a ginger dog on it. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a pumpkin spice dog, just like his dog. Oh. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, it's Tom's dog. <laughs> Where's Tom? Um, okay, we're getting extremely off track. As we do. Do we have any closing thoughts? Penny ruining everyone's lives. I mean, honestly. She's just really irritating. <laughs> <laughs> it stinks because I, I like Penny because... I think she's like very like. I just want her to be better. My hopes. Maybe she will be. My hopes for the third book is that she they spend more time with Mm Shepard, and by spending time with him, she learns to not be such a bitch. Well, maybe that's the thing because she's dating. She's she was dating magician. Right. She's used to magicians, and. Shepard is like, you guys call yourself magicians. Like, you own magic. Yeah. You're nothing without normal people. Right. So, like, where would you be? You would be literally useless. Right. So, like, if you're in a, de- in a dead zone. Yeah. What's special about you? Yeah. And he he's literally there as, like, the foil to Penelope. Right. And I think that's, it could be a reason why Penelope is so drastic. Because they're both polar opposites of each other. Right. And, like, that could be why you're resonating so much with Shepard, because it's, I mean, first of all, it's easy. He's great. I love him. He's so perfect. (laughs) He's just so cute, and I love... His illustration is really cute in the book, too. I know! I love a boy who's just like, yeah, I'll fuck with a fairy, whatever. Like, let me get in there. It's fine. He's great. Yeah. But... Uh, the thing I was I was saying is maybe she in this book is so drastic because there is a drastic polar opposite to her, and mm-hmm. he is there to be like, no, the, the world that you think of is not real. Mm-hmm. Like he's literally meant to be the saying on the door. Well, no, to he's Watford. absolutely there to challenge her, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just irritating that she's like, no, this is my thing. You can't have it. Yeah. Because I was born into it, therefore I have the privilege for it, and mm-hmm. you don't get it. And it's just like. And their view of, like, American magicians, too. It's just, like, they clean their dishes with their magic. And sometimes they don't even tell their loved ones they're magicians. It's like, okay, literally chill out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, maybe that's, like, a very American way of thinking about it. Yeah. It's, like, just chill out. Just fucking calm down. Yeah. Crazy Brits. There are literally, like, skunk men with shotguns in the desert. So Yeah, like, we got other shit to worry about. Truly. We have to, like, worry about class systems through magic. Um, the one thing I want to talk about, again, if you haven't read the book, stop this episode. <laughs> Manager Ben, tell them. Like, two hours. Into- <laughs> I've accepted my fate that it's just ruined for me now. I'm still going to read them. Yeah. Absolutely I offered to give her them. this book, and she was like, I'm going to listen to it on audio. And I was like, you well, fuck me. Wow. No, me. <laughs> you fucking should because the audiobook is beautifully read. It's yeah. very good. And it's like got it's same cute. Well, pencils. I'm the only person that can read in this room other than manager Ben. I am illiterate. I don't know that's my <laughs> joke. Put your glasses on as you said that. I am illiterate. Oh, but not there, teach math. There is, <laughs> that's bad. 
No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Frantic. Here, sorry. Um, Frantically closes Instagram. <laughs> no, but the thing is that I kind of really liked in this book. We meet vampires. Yeah. And it's not, this isn't specifically a plot point. I like the expansion of the universe overall. Yes. That was the thing. We expanded on, so, um, British, like, British vampires, British magicians and, like, the British community of magicians treat vampires uh, like they're vampires. Right. You know, they're they're bad. Yeah, Yeah, they're bad. They're scary. Because they've attacked their, you know, schools before and killed people. Because that is what, in their world, vampires do. Right. In America, there is a part of the book where Baz meets vampires. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, educating him. Right. And he's basically, he's, like, kept in the closet. Yeah. He's in the He's in the vampire closet. We gotta let him out. And, like, he, the one vampire teaches him how to, like, not have his fangs flip out every time he sees food. Right. And, like, how to, like how to eat without being ashamed of who he is. Hmm. And it's kind of like a, you don't need to be ashamed of who you are. And I, I, th- I thought that was like a really great thing for Baz. I love that whole moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's interesting because there's definitely like an element that exists even in like the first one where Simon is very much like, I don't care that you're a vampire. Like it doesn't bother me. I just needed to be right that you were a vampire. Right, like, but it's never, like, it, that's never, ever an issue with their relationship. It's not, Simon's never concerned about, but it's, it's, like, the difference between someone saying, like, oh, I know that you're this way and it doesn't bother me, mm-hmm. and, like, a person who is, has, is in the same situation as you and saying, like, no, you should accept yourself how you are, not, like, it's okay I don't know how else to phrase it, but... You're like, literally killing yourself. Yeah, no, the difference between being like, well, it's fine that it doesn't really bother me, but it's just who you are and I have to accept it no matter what. And, yeah. like, a person being like, no, this is how you are and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is, like, a, a very interesting thing because Baz and Simon don't know how to talk about their feelings and Baz meets someone that's like, no, this is who you are. You can't hide it. Stop trying to kill yourself over this. Yeah. Like, you're literally, you're malnourished. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, and, like, Bass thinks that if he tries to drink from a human, there's no stopping it. Well, because he doesn't know how no to one's stop. Taught him, no He's... one's taught him how to be mm-hmm. a vampire. Yeah. And the this small, like, this community of them have existed for a while, and they're like, no, it's it's possible. What are you doing over there in Britain? I, um, I'm, I'm, like, super love all vampire lore. Like, I love, like, the, mm-hmm. I love across different things how vampires are different. Because I was talking to my friend about this. Also, we were talking about Wayward Son, and she was like, it's so fucking cool that, like, there's this new, like, there's this introduction of, like, new vampire lore, basically, where they don't have to, like when they drink from a person, they can Mm -hmm. just drink from a person and then let them move on. Yeah. You don't have to, they don't turn them and they don't kill them. What are they, um, glamour them, right? Yeah. But it's like, it was, it's like never been a possibility. And I was like, I didn't even really think about that because there isn't really like much other than Baz that has to do with vampires, like actively in the first book. Mm -hmm. Um, they're bad in the first book. Right. And I'm just like thinking over, 
like all of the other like vampire lore that I'm like familiar with, and the majority of it is like in order to turn someone, you have to like completely drain them and, and then tr- give them your blood. In True Blood, it's like a whole fucking ceremony. You have to bury them you and have, then wait for to, the egg to hatch. You have to bury yourself with them. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I forgot that part. In True Blood, you drain them completely and then they drink your blood and then you get buried together and then you wake up in the grave together it's a whole situation um like in buffy they just have to you just have to be drained completely by a vampire to get turned that's it yeah you just get killed by one yeah that's that's different yeah so that like that was the one thing that i think out of like parts of the book that i thought was very interesting because we haven't been given that aspect of it. I think yeah. that's just, like, the last thing I wanted to talk about. Other than, like, I adore the artwork for this. Mm-hmm. Like. Can I see it? Oh, my God. Yeah, please. Fuck me up, fam. So I keep calling them cameos. The chapter dividers <laughs> are these little, like, oval-shaped things that, are, like, describe what's going to happen in the chapter. Mm-hmm. The one with the vampires is a, an open mouth with um, fangs, like long fangs that have a blood drip, mm-hmm. and there's something going on with, in like in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I've always loved those. Um, I think it's like a really cool thing in this book, um, mm-hmm. and Rainbow's like work with Simon. And yeah, like the book is, I think, easy to read. And again, I say this all the time, yeah, the one that I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. I think that's such like cool design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really beautiful. I was thinking that the, on the cover... There's something very sexual about their hair, the way their hair. Oh, is they done. both of their oh hair, like the it's way that Baz. Just, water drew them. Yeah, the way that Baz, um, like talks about Simon, is that he's like this like sunshiny, beautiful boy. So Kevin Wada didn't do the inside. That's oh. not him. Who did the art on the inside cover? I forget. I follow them on Twitter, but they did Mar- They did uh, the Runaways covers with Rainbow. Okay. So, like, they've worked together before, and I'm forgetting the the artist's name, and Looking I feel bad. Now. But Kevin did the that cover, and then one of the covers for Carry On. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think the art that's associated with this is, like, kind of, like what makes it so beautiful too. Right. Um, and like, you can tell that like this book looks special. I haven't taken the book sleeve off of it. What does it look like completely? Oh, there's a little moon. There's a little moon. Yeah. Yeah. I think also because they, they bring up that Jim tyranny. Yes. Um, the like poetry that Baz uses to describe Simon. Jim Tierney did the interior illustrations to the chapter markers. Okay. And then Chris Anka did the there it is. end papers. Yeah, so like those, which I think are just beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. I think out of like the male male relationships that we've like read about on the podcast, this is like a very like layered and complicated one, and in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um. Because male-male relations can be layered and complicated in the real world. Oh my god, it's like people can be complicated. They don't have to just, like, fall in love and there it is. Oh my god, no. it's over. No. And that, you know, it's funny. Lesbians don't have to die at the end. Did no, that happen in something? They die. What, wait, what? Lesbians all? die in all media. Wait, where? That's like a weird Bury your gays. All of them. Well, all yeah, all gays die in everything because God forbid. Didn't yeah. they do that on Star Trek? They Gay. killed... So one of the new the Star Trek. Why I refuse to watch Discovery. Yeah. That yeah. Happened? Uh, yeah. Gay character turned evil and then died. Was that it? I have no idea how it happened. I just know that the creator of the show was actively conscious of the Burrier gays trope and was like, yeah, but I wanted to kill this character off anyway. 
So he like doubled down on it. Yeah. Well, at least in Pretty Little Liars, none of the queer characters die. Fuck! I don't want to watch. Just I'm just like no, I refuse. Do you have anything else you want to add? One reason why someone should read this book. Oh my god. One. It's gay. Uh, entirely. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, manager Ben. No, read it for Simon's excitement about how much he loves the Midwest. Which is literally how I felt about Ireland. He's just so happy to be there. It's so cute. Read it because it's finally an actual, um, a proper, like, it's a proper understanding how of how British people would react to the United States and how fucking unnecessarily <laughs> large our country is. Yeah, honestly, I forget about how big America is. It's dumb. It's And dumb. then it's I read this thick. and I was like, yeah, it truly is. It's dummy thick and my mountaintops keep making sounds and alerting the cops. Texas is like the size of most of Europe, Western Europe. It so is? Alaska is like the size of like most of Western Europe. Yeah, because it's the top of the... The it's fucking world, huge. Right? Yeah. It's insane. It's the, it's the top. Is that Antarctica or that I'm thinking of that's the top? North Pole? Yeah. Yeah, North Pole. Okay. How big is Canada? She's big too. She's the, the length of the United States, yeah. But she's she she's not? shorter. She's shorter, yeah. There, I mean, there's less population because it's like you heard a certain part in the north where it's also just like islands and mm-hmm. breaks off and stuff. I think that's where Tom lives, right? One of the islands? Cape Bren- mm. Breton? Brandon? Brandon? Cape Brandon? <laughs> Cape Brandon. Brandon? Cape Brandon. I have one other thing to say, but it's spoilery, so I'm going to talk to you about it off mic. Okay. Well, um... And that's the end of the podcast! Thanks, manager Ben. Um, <laughs> no, I think... I know that I say I love books a lot, and I usually have positive reviews of books. Um, that's why I'm here, to criticize them. Yeah, but then I also have a tete-a-tete with you about it. So it's like, hey, but what about this? Like, people Listen, like us, when you were like, oh my god, they keep talking about about clothing. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's rich people. Alexander McQueen jeans are bullshit. <laughs> no! How much do you think a pair of coach jeans are? Oh my god, probably like $800. Yeah, exactly. So like... Fuck all the way off. Yeah, but would you just donate them to like your, your quote-unquote poor friend at school? If I was a badly written character, sure. Probably. And you would also call your friend your quote-unquote poor friend? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I, don't think that any of us knew that this was going to happen, and the fact that it happened. And it was supposed to come out next year, and then Rainbow Row was like, ha guess what? Yeah, I'm like half expecting... <laughs> um, it to be next year. The book... Oh, I do have one other thing to talk about. Oh, okay. Okay. This is literally the... Lo- We've hit 3,000. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Um, I was... Okay, so the first book's called Carry On. Mm-hmm. The second book's called Wayward Son. Mm-hmm. I was like absolutely expecting the next book to be called Weary Head or Lay Your Weary Head. Uh, weary Head. <laughs> <laughs> weary Head. So... Hey. But that was reading. My friend sent me an article that was about the new one because the new the next book is called. It's going to be called. Uh, anyway, the wind blows. Anyway, the wind blows. Um, and I was like, that doesn't fit like the what's the progression of the titles. And then. Did um, you read the lyrics of the song again? No, but the first book is. Uh, the first book title is from Bohemian Rhapsody, which I didn't even like. Pop, like my brain didn't even like think about it. But if you think about it, it the makes song sense. is like "Carry On, My Wayward Son." Exactly. It's a different. 
Is that that is Queen? No, no it's not. that's a separate song. Yeah, it just happens to be. Carry on my wayward son is Kansas. Yeah, so like. Yeah. And they okay. do they talk about Kansas in this book? That the band this. they talk about the other band that is a state. Chicago? Chicago. I think they talk about the band Chicago in, in this. Maybe. They reference Baz's like, I fucking hate Utah, and there's also this, and there's also the band named this. Oh, yeah. Well, and, they, are in, they are in Illinois for a second. There we go. Um, But, uh, no, but the title, like, Rainbow took the title Carry On from Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. which, like, okay. So where, where's the next book title coming from? So the next book title, well, so Wayward Son is from the song from Kansas. Mm-hmm. And then Which Anywhere is very the Wind int- Blows is a... So are they going to be... Be- it's not for... Queen I, is a British band, correct? Yes. So for a second, I thought it was... Um, she took a British band for the first, first book being an all in Britain. The second book is an American band, right? And the book takes place in America. So Carry On has to be, not Carry On, uh, Anyway the Wind Blows has, it's going to be a, a British. Oh, Anyway the Wind Blows is also from a Queen song. Yeah, so they're going back to Britain. But I, when I first saw that title, I mm-hmm. thought it was Anywhere the Wind Blows, which is lyrics from a Fleetwood Mac song. They're American, right? Yeah, I yes. was just confusing the, f- this, there's no point to me bringing this up except to say, that I was fucking confused yeah. because I literally was like, "That's." It just happens to be that carry on my wayward son. Like it just it yeah. happens, so it flows. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna go back to if it, it goes back to Queen. If you think about it, they picked she picked an American band. Yeah. For America. Yeah, it makes sense. I just, what's more American than Kansas? The band. I made it. I made it not make sense in my head. I was trying to connect dots that weren't there, and I made it. I'm only audibly sounding like I'm smart because you brought it up, and I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Anyway, that's the only other thing I want to talk about, which is, like, how baffled I was that Carry On was from Bohemian Rhapsody. And that's I didn't know that until you brought it up. I'll be honest. It just just happens to flow because it's two songs that, like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Manager Ben, do you have anything to add? Uh, No. Wow, okay. Wow, that great. Was, that was climactic. <laughs> climactic. Thank you for the thumbs up. Are we getting raises after this? Yes. Great. Love that for us. Um, all right, well, my name is Brandon Patrick. We have Manager Ben and we have Sophie Green. Say hi, everyone. Hey. Hi. All right, now say bye. Bye. See you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for bias. listening to the Super Lit Podcast. We'll uh, talk to you in the next one. Bam, 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 bam. Is is anyone going to say cue the outro music? Is that well, I just started singing the outro music.